Welcome to The Thrive Show, where we offer you practical advice that can be implemented into your daily spiritual lives to help you build a thriving home in a thriving sphere. Thanks for joining us. Well, hey there, and welcome to the first episode of The Thrive Show. So what is The Thrive Show? Let me just briefly go over that. This is going to be something that we're putting together as a video show on YouTube and as a podcast on pretty much every podcasting platform that you know, uh, in an effort to give us as the church practical content, some some encouraging moments, some some just equipping content for you to be able to thrive in your home and thrive in your spheres. Um, that's that's what we're trying to do as a church. That's our vision at FCC is to build thriving homes and spheres. And so each episode, we're going to have uh, one of the staff members. We're going to be sometimes interviewing someone. Sometimes we'll just uh, just be us. And sometimes it'll be even a vlog style of things. So we've got a lot of different things in, uh, in, the, in the pipeline here, and we're really excited to do it. And, and really, again, our goal is to help you thrive in your home and thrive in your sphere. So each episode is going to feature uh, different people in, in it, and it should be fun. They should be uh, short enough, mostly, uh, to just get some good, encouraging uh, tidbits for you as you live and uh, live out your faith in your daily walk. So today in this first episode, what I want to do is to help us to read the Bible better. I know that for a lot of us, I don't know if this has been like for you, but for me, when I first opened or first held a Bible that I can remember, it always felt like this mysterious thing. It just felt different. And, you know, the Holy Bible, that's holy means other, set apart. So I think there is that element kind of built into it. But as I was an early church attender and just kind of made an effort to start reading the Bible, I started to familiarize with uh, myself with the Bible and it became less less weird, less mysterious. And so I just want to just come out and say, hey, I understand. Like if that's where you are, uh, maybe you've been going to church for a long time and maybe you've never really gotten into a good groove of reading the Bible on your own. I just want to say I understand where you are and uh, this thing can be intimidating. But at the same time, it doesn't have to be. And so today, uh, my prayer is that this will help you uh, just get to, more familiar with the Bible, give you some encouragement to, to start reading it more, and to give you a little bit of tools along the way. So again, like in our day and time, just like this show is right now, it's a piece of content. There's a lot of things out there uh, in terms of Bible teaching. And one of the things that we, one of the risks that we run in our day and time is allowing our time in the word to be a, a time that is indirectly in it. In other words, we'd be benefiting from other people's time in scripture rather than our direct time in scripture. So this is what I want to say from the outset is nothing's going to replace your individual personal time in God's word. There's a time and place. It's a good and, and right thing to do to read the Bible with other people. It's a good and right thing to do to, to listen to sermons and listen to Bible teaching. But nothing's going to replace your time, uh, whatever time of day you do it. The best time to read the Bible is the time that you'll read it. Nothing's going to replace that time where you are spending just time where you're just in it and you're reading it and you're absorbing it. Uh, there will be times when you read something you don't understand it, but that is okay. 
And so I just want to make that known. Like we we are are tempted with all kinds of good content that would be good uses of our time, but let me just propose what we really need is to spend more time in Scripture ourselves. So let me talk about the importance of reading Scripture. I'm, I'm sure we all kind of know this intuitively, but the first thing is to know God. Like that is what we see in Scripture is God's revealed Word. And what He wants us to do in it is to know Him, to know Him through it. Drop my phone. It's got my notes. I'm just going to do that. John chapter 17, uh, in, in verse 3, Jesus says this, This is eternal life, that they may know you. He's talking to God. That they may know you, the only true God, and the one you have sent, Jesus Christ. So, like, that's, that's the story. That's the journey. That is the purpose of uh, those of us who follow Jesus. It's to know God. And the way we get to know him is through his revealed word and through praying and through spending time with him. But nothing's, again, nothing's going to replace that, that intentional time with him. Another passage I want to share with you, and this gets to the idea of the fact that when we read scripture, we are nourishing our souls. We're nourishing our, our very selves, the deepest parts of us when we read scripture. Matthew chapter 4 Verse 4, Jesus is being tempted by the devil right now, and he's responding to the devil with the Word of God. And this is so powerful. When we know God's Word, we're able to respond to temptation. We're able to respond to trials. We're able to respond to the difficult moments with the truth of God's Word. And this is what Jesus says to him. He answered, It is written, Man must not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So, so, the nourishment we get from bread, from food, uh, Jesus is saying that that's not the end of, of what we need in our nutrition. We need a steady diet of God's word. And, and that's hearkening back to the book of Deuteronomy where Moses is making a point about the manna that they received from God. So just real quick, the Egyptians uh, had enslaved the people of Israel and God rose up, he, he took Moses and he said, hey, you need to go and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. And so to make a long story short, Moses did that. And then as they're in the wilderness, God gives them manna from heaven each day. And they are, in, they are told to only take enough for the day, not to take enough for leftovers. Like you're not going to have a fridge, you're not going to keep all that extra. And what God was teaching them is that they need to depend on him every single day every moment. And just like the Israelites receive manna from heaven every single day, we need to receive God's word, the bread of life every single day. It's something that we need every day because the what was sufficient for yesterday uh, may not be sufficient for today. We need to continue to go to him. And in our day and time, there are a lot of things that uh, can, can get us away from him and we need to be anchored to the timeless truth of what God's Word says. We need to make sure that we are wisely applying our time and, and, and investing in God's Word. So let me give you a couple of uh, maybe big words, but they uh, are really Bible reading basics. So the first big word, and you can impress your friends with this, is the word exegesis. And, and really what exegesis is, is taking what God's Word says and bringing that out. So we are in this process when we're reading the Bible, we have to understand 
that this was originally written to uh, various groups of people in different times, in certainly different cultures than our culture today. And so what we're going to look for in this is uh, in, in acrostic AIM, which stands for the author's intended meaning. So when we're reading scripture, we need to take it, take time to say, okay, this is what this meant for them at that time when they received this. So if, if it's a New Testament letter or the Gospels, uh, this was originally written to people in the new in the in the first century, and we have to take that into account when we are reading Scripture because there will be things, cultural references that kind of don't make sense to us and if we understand those that helps um, but this is where we need to just understand that the God's word was written to a different group of people first and it is to us as well but we need to make sure that we don't just jump to how it applies to our lives uh, before we consider what it meant for them in that time so we're looking for the author's intended meaning uh, and that is good exegesis, where we're taking what God's Word says. We don't take our ideas and put it into it. That would be called eisegesis, where we put our ideas into God's Word, and then we try and pick apart some, some various verses that support our argument. But what we're doing is we're reading God's Word in context. So, uh, by the way, the, the verse numbers and chapters and all that, the headings, none of that was original to the manuscripts when they were originally written. Those things were added to us, like we added it so that we could reference it better. Uh, but we have to keep in mind that just because there's this nice thought in this one verse, we should also do some uh, some reading around that. So it's good to read, like if, if you've got something that you read, oh, that, that verse really hits home, read the whole chapter. That way you get a broader picture of what that means. If you only took one sentence that I've said from this whole video... Um, it might not make any sense. But if you watch the whole thing or if you listen to the whole thing, then it's going to make more sense. It's called context. Uh, and so we have to keep that in mind as well. The second big word, so the first big word is exegesis. You can impress your friends with that. The second big word is hermeneutics. Hermeneutics. And this is the process of taking, okay, this is what God's word says and then applying it to our lives. This is what it means for me today. And so if we consider when Jesus said, hey, love your neighbors uh, as you love yourself, even love your enemies and, and pray for those who persecute you, um, the, the first century church would have had a specific group of people or whatever individual who was listening to that would have had a group of people in mind uh, as their quote-unquote enemies. And so we consider that when we're reading that passage in the book of Matthew but when we're applying it to our own lives, we have to start asking the question, okay, who's my neighbor? Who's my enemy? Who do I look at as the opposition? Who do I look at as them over there? The people maybe who make you uncomfortable, right? The people who get on your nerves. The, the people who are against uh, your faith. All those people, you think about that. And, th and that's the process. We have to think about, okay, what did this mean for them? And then now what does it mean for us? A lot of times when we read the Bible, we get those two things mixed up. We, we start with hermeneutics, and that drives what we think the text actually means, when what we need to do is to look at what the word means uh, originally to those hearers, and then make the next step of applying it to our own lives. And 
one of the things that uh, I wanted to bring out in this is when, especially the New Testament, because I'm sure for a lot of you that's where you park the most when you read the Bible, is like in the letters that Paul wrote and Peter wrote to the church um, and James, those things, uh, when they wrote those, those letters, they were hand-delivered to a church, to a, to a gathering, and they would read the whole thing in one sitting. And this is one of the things that I've talked to with a friend of mine who's also a member of FCC, uh, David Bass. I've, we've talked about how he has started to read the whole, like a whole letter in one sitting all together. Uh, and what I'd like to do is welcome him to the set. We're going to have a conversation about his journey in Bible reading and what it's been like for him to read whole books of the Bible in one sitting and how that has benefited him. And I believe you'll be encouraged by it as well. So let's welcome David to the show. So David, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Really excited to have a little discussion on some Bible reading. So uh, recently you started reading some bigger chunks of scripture at a time. And uh, I'm just curious, just share a little bit about, you know, what did you, what did you learn from that? What did you take away? Because it's, it's not very common for someone to sit down and read like an entire book in one sitting uh, very often. So what, what was that like? Right. You know, it was definitely a different feel from what I would normally do. Um, you know, a lot of times it's easy for scripture to be taken out of context when you're reading it, you know, by a chapter or a verse or something of that nature. Um, and by, by taking and reading a larger segment, you get a much better feel of, of what's actually going on, what the author is thinking as as that's being, um, you know, as you're reading it that way. Yeah. Uh, you know, we got to remember that especially um, the the letters, you know, Paul's letters, you know, they were letters. They were written in such a way that it was one long form. Right. Um, and you get a much better feel for what he was trying to say and what he was trying to to pass on uh, to his audience at that point. So what's an example of, like, one of the books that you did that with? Oh. Just one. <laughs> um, probably uh, the, the one that comes to mind is Philippians. Okay. You know, I just, I read it just start to finish all the way through. Yeah, which is four uh, chapters, right? Right. So it's not a huge time commitment right. to do that, uh, but it really gives you much better, like I said, a much better feel for exactly what he's trying to uh, to pass on at that point. Right. And, and the cool thing is that's how it was received originally, right? right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because like Paul would write that, and then they didn't have the postal service, so he'd give it to somebody, they'd take it to the church in Philippi, and they would read it in their gathering. So, you know, instead of a sermon that day, they would they would read that letter, and it would be all the way through. Right. And no verses or chapters or anything like that. Yeah. So what are some questions that you tend to ask, like, when you're reading the Bible? Oh, um, you know, you got some basic things. When, when I'm reading, it's um, I'm looking at, okay, who's it being written to? Who's doing the writing? Mm-hmm. Which obviously, when we're talking about the New Testament um, and the letters, it's mostly Paul, but there are some 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 differences. Uh, yeah, you know, kind of also, I like to look at um, the culture that he was writing to at the time that the author was writing to to try to get a better feel for 
why some things may be brought up in the way that they are. Okay. Uh, just to give a better feel for, you know, what, what the situation was. You know, because mm. the different churches throughout, um, throughout the Roman Empire where he was, that he was writing to, their cultures were vastly different sure. depending on where he was at the time. Yeah. And it made a big difference then in how he approached the, the issues that he was wanting to talk about. So then how do you differentiate between like going from what this meant to them and then saying, okay, because of that being what he was saying to them, how do you then transfer that to like how this impacts your life? That gets a little bit trickier, obviously. Um, yeah. You know, and, and a lot of it is um, there are a lot of themes that are going to be consistent to whoever the, the audience is throughout time and, and the different cultures. Uh, there are some things you, you just kind of learn to understand with that culture that the way it's worded maybe would be different than what we would think about mm -hmm. um, because of, of the culture. Um, yeah. You know, and, and it makes it, it's, it's, it's just really just kind of a different feel. Um, but everything that's written obviously is inspired and definitely going to be worth something to all of us regardless yeah. of of what it is sometimes it's just a little bit trickier to pull out exactly what you know yeah. what we're supposed to find out from it for sure so how can we make it a point to read the bible and be attentive to the voice of the spirit while we're reading this that, is something we've talked about we, so i'm we, curious yeah, to we, just share with them right you know it's it's interesting um when you're reading especially in long form like I was it's, it's easy to just kind of start to read and, and read the story read the letter figure um, and it's always good to do that but I found that there were several opportunities as I was reading that that specific passages would just kind of jump up and grab you mm -hmm. and say wait a wait a minute you need to stop and Meditate on this. Think about this a little more. Allow it to wrestle with what it's telling you. Yeah. Um, so what does that look like, though, for you practically? Like if you're reading something that jumps out and you're like, oh, I should stop. Mm -hmm. I should stop and, like, make sure I, I notice this. What does that look like to uh, stop and what, what does I mean, that look like for you? Literally, it's a matter of just looking at it, reading it. Um, take a couple of minutes right then and there, um, you know spend a couple of minutes in prayer, just say, okay, what am I supposed to be learning here? What, what specifically about this? Yeah. Um, and then depending on what it is, if it's, you know, whatever that, that particular passage is talking about, um, it may be a matter that you stop whatever you're reading and go do some additional research reading from different areas of the Bible about that specific thing okay. to try yeah. to get a better overall feel for, for what he, you know, he's telling you at that point. For sure. That's good. So what does your like current Bible reading routine look like just on a weekly basis or daily basis, whatever that looks like to you? Yeah, that's, it's taken some time to kind of cultivate that for me. Um, you know, it's easy with today's world to not be very intentional. Um, you know, we, we talk a lot about intentionality here. And, and um, for me, a lot of it's, it's a matter I get up in the morning Usually I'll, you know, do the, the whole, you know, go through the shower, get all, get ready. And then I'll spend the next 
half hour to an hour, depending on the day and, and what I'm reading. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, usually I start the morning, start off before I even open the Bible, just say asking, you know, God's guidance and what I'm supposed to be learning for that day. Yeah, and then I'll sit down and read, uh, and then I'll close the uh, the day with, um, you know, ten fifteen minutes in prayer, just what uh, you know what's going on. So, yeah. That's great. And just so everyone knows, uh, you've ever been to Bible college? No. Ever, seminary? Nothing. No, I. Uh, okay. I have, so I have no formal, no formal bi- biblical training, okay. if you will. So. So this isn't something that uh, you were formally trained, and yet here you are talking about reading the Bible and what you're getting out of it. Right. Absolutely. This is just what I have found through trial and error, and. Uh, what works for me, and I think you know it would be a help to, to other people. Yeah. So, what would you say? Uh, just some parting words, uh, speaking to the the person watching you, who maybe like they've never sat down to read the Bible on their own, uh, or they've not done it consistently in their life. Mostly, their you know engagement with Scripture is just on a Sunday morning or something like that. Uh, what would you say to them if they want to get started? What would you encourage them with? The biggest thing I would just say is be intentional. Like I said, make make time, schedule the time so that it's something you know you're going to be doing, you know, daily, um, and then just start reading. Um, start, you know, uh, just just reading through it. Things that you need to know or, or that God wants you to to feel or hear, it will come out. It will be something that that becomes obvious to you at that point, um, and just be willing to to go through the process. It's not going to be easy. You are going to you know, there'll be days that you don't 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 read. That's okay. Just the next day, get back on it and keep going. It's okay to to slip every now and then. It's it's part of growing as a Christian. Yeah, and there will be days where they do read, and you don't know at all what you just read. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's totally a thing, but just keep going. It's, it's a thing, and it's okay, and yeah. So, David, thanks for joining us, and uh, pray that this has been helpful to you all. So as we close out this first episode of The Thrive Show, I want to leave you with a little bit of an application, a little bit of a challenge to you. Um, whatever your current Bible reading rhythm looks like, I would just encourage you to engage a little bit more. Uh, Maybe you're someone who doesn't read the Bible every day. I'd encourage you to start. And that could start with a single chapter in Scripture. Uh, Maybe you could just start in the book of John and read one chapter a day. Uh, Maybe if you are someone who you've you've never read the Bible ever, uh, I would encourage that same plan for you as well. And I know that you may not know and understand all the things that you're going to read, but coming from someone who started reading the Bible just by sitting there and reading it, not knowing what I was reading, uh, I can attest to the, to the fact that as you read, uh, God's Word will become more familiar and the Holy Spirit will continue to teach you. And so if, if you're maybe someone who doesn't have much of a Bible reading kind of rhythm, uh, or maybe you've never had one, uh, maybe just start today and read one chapter out of the book of John and just read through that whole thing. And as you go, maybe you can add uh, some more chapters to that 
uh, kind of rhythm, and maybe you can even invest in a Bible reading plan. If you're someone who that's kind of that would be easy for you, then I would just encourage you to keep going with what you are reading and just utilize those ideas that I just gave you. Do to do ex, good exegesis to make sure that you are leading with that and following that up with hermeneutics, where you are considering what does that mean for you. Always look at what it meant for them first, and then what does it mean for you. So I'd be curious, if you're on YouTube, leave a comment below. Was this helpful? Uh, Leave a like, hit the subscribe button to our channel if you haven't already done so. Uh, If you are on a podcast listening to this, maybe while you are driving to work or driving back home or wherever you're going, uh, definitely hit, uh, go to like Apple Podcasts, leave a review, leave a rating, and all that. Let us know how this is, and we'd love to uh, just engage with you a little bit. If if you are new to Bible reading, leave a comment. Let us know, and uh, let us know that you know if you're deciding to take on the challenge. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, that's it. First episode of the Thrive Show, building thriving homes and thriving spheres. That's what we're all about. We'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to this podcast by First Church of Christ in Bluffton, Indiana. For more information, visit FCCFamily.com.